let me tell you about American financing. I've been telling you every day for I don't know how long. And every day, the situation with financing becomes more and more grave. Uh, we are now just spending money out of control. Uh, we're now talking about no lender is going to give the United States a loan, which will mean more money printing. Uh, they are also financial uh, institutions are saying they're you know, looking for people that won't comply. And if you're racist or whatever, you won't have a, a bank account or banking services. It's... It's becoming very disturbing. Please, if you need a loan right now, get it. If you can refinance right now, do it uh, and consolidate your credit cards and everything else. Please do this. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Rand Paul next. a frightening frightening act it's called the equality act it will penalize americans who won't go along and with the new sexual norms or gender ideology uh it will compel speech if you won't if you won't call somebody by the right pronoun you can be shut down it will shut down Uh, Charities could shut down churches. Anyone who doesn't comply, more biological males uh, will defeat girls in sports. It could coerce medical professionals uh, and and more parents could lose custody of their children. This is a horrendous bill. And the guy who has really made waves uh, in Congress uh, over this and in Senate in the Senate is Rand Paul. There's a hearing yesterday. We're going to talk to Rand Paul about this bill and so many others coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. There is nothing better than an Omaha Steak, and stocking up your freezer is a really, really good idea. It's uh, Omaha Steaks has been America's butcher for, I don't even know, over 100 years now. And you can have the best steaks. And this is the top of the pile. Omaha Steaks, they they, uh, provide the steaks at some of the best restaurants in America, the best steakhouses. They're shipping right to your door now. And you can, you know, not get stuck with uh, without food in your house like so many people did here in in Texas. If you want a great deal, the Butcher's Best Seller Package, full of burgers, pork chops, sausages, desserts, and so much more. Plus, uh, you get uh, four free chicken breasts, four burgers, and 50% off uh, if you use the promo code BECK in the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BECK. Boy, do we ever need Rand Paul and some libertarian thinking in our country more than ever. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rand Paul. How are you, sir? Very good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, Yesterday, 
uh, during the Senate. Let me just play the uh, clip of uh, Rand Paul with Rachel Levine and her confirmation hearing. Listen. Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned by the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because, as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. This statement of yours, Rand, uh, is responsible for headlines like this. Rand Paul tried to derail Rachel Levine's historic confirmation hearing with transphobic misinformation. Well, you know, the interesting thing is none of it was directed towards uh, her personally or who she is. It was directed towards the question of whether children can consent. And this is an intellectual question. It's not a, uh, you know, inflammatory question. It's a question of, of serious consequence. Can a young girl uh, of 12 years old or 15 years old, can they consent to an abortion? Can they consent to have their ears pierced? Can they consent to have uh, surgery to change their, their sex? I mean, these are important questions, and most people would argue that children can't really make an informed consent. You know, we have laws against, you know, a man having sex with a 12-year-old, even if the 12-year-old says yes, because we don't think a 12-year-old is capable of consenting. They just aren't old enough to make the difference. But see, it's even worse than this. In one of the clinics in England, one of these gender dysphoria clinics in England, 10% of the kids that are coming in are between the age of 3 and 10. My goodness, people talking to a 3-year-old and trying to tell them it's fine that they really are of a different sex. See, most of this stuff would be, you know, 3-year-olds think they're aliens sometimes. I mean, they have no conception of of any of the the importance of any of these uh, incredible questions but to let a three-year-old participate in that or a five-year-old or an eight-year-old, and then you've got these Looney Tune left-wing parents encouraging this and reaffirming it. And this is what the American pediatricians uh, have said, is that if you don't medically do anything and you don't reaffirm it and you just kind of let the kid grow up, most people grow out of this and understand that it's, a, it's an aberration, not something that they would really desire. Is she going to be confirmed? Overwhelmingly, she's in, in a special category now. So the Democrats will vote for, I suspect, a couple of Republicans who want to somehow, you know, send some kind of signal will vote for her, too. But it's alarming. And it isn't about who she is. 
it's about the idea to my mind that a miner could make the decision and see a lot of this stuff is irreversible you give a boy girls hormones in the ages of 14 to 16 they don't come back you give a girl boys hormones you know once a girl is given enough testosterone to grow a beard with their face doesn't go back if they change their mind. So here, here now, to, to me, you know, here, it's just crazy. He, to me, it is a little bit about who she is, and it nothing about her sexuality or her her trans um, uh, transition to a woman. It has everything uh, to do with her mother. She took her mother as she was the secretary of health for uh, Pennsylvania. She took her mother out of. Uh, nursing home as soon as COVID restrictions without warning anybody else, hey, you know, maybe you should do that. Uh, she also, during COVID, had a report out from her f- f- on a s- official uh, health department uh, stationery about how the COVID uh, scare should affect your orgies. And she put rules out. Our kids can't go to school. But her priority was, if you're going to go to a place where you're going to have sex with several people, here's what you have to do. I mean, the world is a clown show, an absolute clown show. I think this is why she wouldn't answer my question. She refused to answer the question and came up with some empty problem. But she didn't want to answer it because she truly is an extremist. She is so far out there that most of America would recoil in horror if they knew what she was for. But you're right about the practicality of it. Other people asked that question. That was why I didn't uh, dwell on the idea of what she did, bring her mom out, everybody else to die. Absolutely, that's disqualifying, and that's most pertinent to whether she can do the job. But there is this big issue of normalizing this idea that a nine-year-old can want to change her sex and you start giving them hormones. And if the parents say no, that the child gets to decide at nine. And that's just wrong. And children just aren't capable of making life-changing decisions. And there is a permanence to this. At some point, when they start giving them cross hormones, meaning that you give a boy-girl hormones or a girl-boy hormones, when you start doing this, and they do it between the ages of 14 and 16, as minors, they're irreversible changes. Um, You you become sort of this um, in-between. You're neither boy nor girl, but you can't go back. A book uh, that came out three years ago that basically says the same stuff, quoting medical science, uh, science and scientists, um, warning about how detrimental this can be on children, was pulled from Amazon. It's been out for three years. It was pulled for hate speech by Amazon. Um, what, Sunday, I believe. Uh, this also goes right into the Equality Act, which... If you don't buy into this stuff, if you don't call people by the right pronoun, if uh, you don't affirm the new sexual norms and gender uh, uh, gender ideology, you're in trouble. And this is this will affect small businesses. This will affect charities. This will affect churches. And it, it appears to be written in a way where there is no recourse. You're not going to a court and having this reversed on you, I don't think I've ever seen anything this bad uh, that has a chance insane. of passing. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane where we are. I mentioned the story of a young woman in England by the name of Kira Bell. 
And she just read on the internet. She was a confused young woman. She says she was confused. She had psychological problems at the time. She didn't know who she was. She was trying to discover her identity. And she uh, read on the internet about transsexuals, thought it was cool. She went in after a couple of appointments. They were very encouraging to her. There was no other side presented. She ended up taking cross hormones and then having a double mastectomy. Now she regrets it. She's worried about whether she, she knows she's a woman now and she would like to have children. Um, she's fearful that she will be infertile. And uh, she ended up having a, you know, a body transforming double mastectomy and she just regrets it. And uh, they've changed some of the rules in England on this now. But this Dr. Levine has said that most of the time she's not for surgery before 18, but she is for street kids. So she's for, for poor kids who don't have parents. Who You can imagine if you're a homeless 15-year-old, there's a lot going on that either your parents have been rotten parents or you have psychological problems or you might be schizophrenic or you might have other problems for the reason why you're homeless. But to take those people and prey upon them and say they don't really need consent and we're going to get the state to sort of approve their, their hormones. I mean, th- this is really grotesque that they would take a poor child and, uh, and you know, put their their – and infuse their beliefs and their extreme views on these on these children is just obscene. Um, Rand, I know you have to run. I I, I want to ask you. Um, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of what's going on with the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, but you're already seeing it happen in companies. There is this merger, if you will, between government uh, NGOs and uh, and corporations these public-private partnerships, and all based on uh, uh, what are called ESGs, uh, or, uh, yeah, uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governmental mandates. These big companies are, are already adopting these things like the Equality Act and, and critical race theory, and they're jamming it down people's throats, and it's an end run around the Constitution. Let me, let me ask you, as a libertarian... We complain a lot as conservatives about big tech and what they're doing, but I believe and I know you believe private business should be able to do what they want to do. It's right in the free market. But when these companies are aligned so closely with uh, a party uh, and the government specifically, and they're doing an end run around the Constitution, what should we do? Don't use them. Don't buy their stuff. You know, look, Coca-Cola, you know, both my wife and I are incredibly upset with them right now. They came out with this woke thing about you need to admit that you're white and you're a terrible person. You need to admit that you're aggressive, that you're opinionated, and that you will apologize for being white. And that's the most grotesque sort of racist thing I've ever heard. That is the World Economic Forum's ESGs. Yeah, and then you got Bill Gates out there promoting that uh, we need to have critical race theory in math. And there was a great professor from Vanderbilt, African-American woman, who said, you know, that's the most racist thing I've ever heard, that Bill Gates thinks my kids can't learn because of the color of their skin, and that we're going to dumb down math, and that showing your work or having too much emphasis on the correct answer is, is somehow racist. You know, that, that whole concept is racist, but that's the world we live in. You got Black Lives Matter extorting big corporations who are now paying for Black Lives Matter people to go riot in different cities. It's obscene. I, I know a guy who works for one of the big drug companies. He says, 
oh yeah, they're, they're, if I give $100, my company will match $300 to Black Lives Matter. And I've seen them. The, the people were in the George Washington Hotel, in the Willard Hotel, $500 a night with plane tickets, all paid for by big corporations through Black Lives Matter to get people to riot in D.C. The people who almost killed my wife and I were mm-hmm. uh, paid for by big corporations. Big U.S. corporations paid their way there. So are, is, are there enough Republicans that uh, are, are at least feeling some sort of uh, uh, responsibility to stand up? For the Constitution and, uh, you know, it, and do something? I guess the, the danger is, is that you have to have some chutzpah. You got to have some guts, some courage to stand up because it is a culture out there where even by me, everybody's saying I made transphobic comments yesterday. All I did was ask was whether a minor can consent to this kind of dramatic surgery. Nothing I ever said was hateful. I said nothing hateful about these people. I said nothing hateful about adults who choose to do this. But the culture is out there that is so strong that so many people in office are afraid to speak out, and it's getting worse. So there's a handful of us that will speak out in the Senate. There's a handful in the House, and uh, we just have to grow our ranks. But we have to resist, or the, it's just going to roll over us, and we're going to live in this terrible cancel culture world where nobody speaks out and everybody's afraid to say anything. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, Rand, thank you for being one of those people who will stand up. Uh, We will help you in any way we possibly can. And that goes for anybody left or right that will stand against this, this nightmare that is happening. Thank you so much, Rand Paul. Thanks, Glenn. Yvette. Yvonne and her husband live in California. They're both in their 70s and, you know, lifetimes worth of aches and pains kind of catch up. Yvonne and her husband were not immune to this. It started slowing them down bit by bit, day day after day. They were less and less able to get around and live the active lifestyle that they wanted. They tried a number of things, but nothing really worked. Fortunately, Yvonne and her husband listened to this program and heard me talking about Relief Factor and how it helped me get my life back. They were desperate. And so they'd listen to a clown like me and they took it. And you know the rest of the story. After just a couple of weeks, they found freedom, life without those aches and pains. They got their life back with Relief Factor. So did I. So could you. Relief Factor. Try it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You'll know within the first three weeks, is, which is why they have the, uh, the three-week trial period. Just try it for three weeks. If it's not working, it's most likely not going to. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. I have to tell you, this Equality Act that passed the House yesterday is truly game-changing. Along with the uh, the uh, COVID uh, bailout, if you will, those two things alone will change America forever. What's in the COVID relief bill, we'll get into here in a little while, is terrifying. Last night, I was fortunate enough to be able to have time uh, with um, uh, WRVA listeners. Uh, They're in Richmond, uh, Virginia, and I think it was supposed to last 20 minutes, and 
<laughs> the program director, Greg, was, I think, a little pissed at me by the time we ended because it was like two hours. And it's because I wanted to talk to the I wanted to hear them uh, and I wanted to hear how we can help them and what they're facing. And it's uh, it's amazing. I, I think uh, there were 12 listeners. And I think what I heard there was just a strong determination uh, and a an understanding of what is headed their way. But the one of the the main topic, I think, was probably um, the Equality Act. What is that going to do for me if I refuse to have my kids uh, being taught that they can gender reassign? What does that mean if we say no, they can't uh, and they go back to school and report that? What does that mean if I won't allow uh, transgender people just to switch bathrooms or people who are in transition, even even better, people who just say, I identify as a woman? Yeah, it's me. I got a pack of cool cigarettes and I'm looking for some tampons. Uh, you know, not right now. I'm just I just this morning decided I'm going to be a uh, woman. I'm uh, I identify as a woman. Uh, I don't want you in the girl's bathroom. What happens to churches who say gender is specific, gender is assigned, divinely assigned? What what happens? What happens? You, if you run a small business, you're not going to be able to survive this. You if you don't have if you stand up against it, the lawsuits against this against you will put you out of business for sure. So there's no fighting anymore. What happens? I talked to these people in Virginia last night uh, and and maybe on Monday we just do a full show of just phones because I I, want to hear your voice. I I listened to these people last night and they were determined, but it was a change. Uh, There was a change in understanding. And I think people are starting to realize Wow, real religious persecution, real persecution for people who will not conform is right around the corner. And I fear it is, but you win in the end and you become a better, stronger person. Stand now, stand now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Making your money work for you is one of the best feelings in the world. When you start to get to the point where you can actually save some money uh, back, I mean, it's you feel yourself getting out ahead of that eight ball just a little bit because you've been constantly behind. There's just nothing better than that. So it begs the question... Are you doing everything you can in your financial world to make sure that that's happening? What kind of percentage are you paying on your mortgage? Do you have debts, especially debts with high interest credit cards uh, or any debt like a timeshare at 14 percent? What if there's a way to lump all of that together in a refinance of a mortgage and produce one lower monthly payment that will put you on top of all that debt instead of underneath it? There is a way, and the people that will help you find that way is American Financing. I want you to don't don't put it off. I want you to do it today. Don't forget about it, please. They work for you, not the bank, and they want to help you. 
American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. And you can head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Today is the last day for 30 bucks off. Frickin' Nabisco. Oreo Cookie tweeted out, trans people exist. What? Yeah. They exist? They exist, Stu. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yes. Are, what? And I'd like to tweet back uh, to Oreo Cookie, so do trans fats. <laughs> and you're an expert on trans. <laughs> Jeez. I love that there's this thing where there's another story that just came out the other day that was this it was the same thing it was like you know it was a complicated story but basically a, a fake accusation of racism by a, a young very wealthy student black student against a very non-wealthy white janitor and her um, she said I was I was uh, I was criticized for eating while black and it it it, it took they, they questioned whether I even existed as a person of color. It's like, well, no, you, everyone knows you existed. They wouldn't have said anything about you being in the room you weren't supposed to be in. And they didn't think you existed. They, they know you exist. That was the problem. You existed in the room that was banned. <laughs> and it doesn't stuff happen. Like this language. They just turn these words, Glenn, into things that don't mean anything. We are officially in a clown show. Yeah. We are in a clown show. Nothing. I'm. I'm telling you right now. I'm an alcoholic. Okay. I know clown shows. <laughs> My life was a clown show where nothing made sense. I could say or do whatever I wanted, and it all worked for me in my crazy head. But at some point, you're going to be forced to wake up. You're going to be forced if you don't die, which we might. If you don't die first. You will realize we have got to sober up. And when you start going back to reality, you are going to be so ashamed of what you have tried to perpetrate on on truth, on truth, on math, on science, what you have perverted everything into. I want to I want to go over the covid bill, the relief package. Okay. Some say it's 9% COVID related. Uh, it's probably closer to 50% if you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I'll explain why. $58 billion bailout for the union pension funds. The left would say that is, that absolutely is uh, for COVID. The unions have really suffered because of COVID. No. I so I told you in 2010, I went over the pensions of the unions in all these blue states. They couldn't afford them then. And I told you they would come up with a way to get the United States to bail them out. Well, here it is. Thirty four billion dollars in expanded Obamacare subsidies. Four billion dollars to pay off loans for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. This one is is absolutely unbelievable. If you are black and you own a farm, you can go to the federal government 
and the government will pay off your debts, mortgage, all of it, 100%, no strings attached, because you've been disadvantaged because you're black. Whites need not apply. So this this package is going, I mean, and Joe Biden said it. He said, I'm, we are going to concentrate this package on the disadvantaged in the uh, communities of color. So if you're white, you don't get that. Four billion dollars to pay off loans. A billion dollars in world food assistance. Now, I don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem being charitable. But I believe the United States government is going to pick and choose who gets it based on their environmental social justice bullcrap. They're going to give it and waste most of that money and a billion dollars in food assistance. What about all the poor starving children here? The doubling of the federal minimum wage was in it, but it looks like the parliamentarian said you can't do that in this bill. Eight billion dollars to expand broadband access. They say that's for covid. If I'm being charitable, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, like that's one of the stretch ones, though, right? It like, is because it is, pe- more people are on Zoom calls and, and everyone's working from home. Correct. They need better and Internet. In, oh, I mean, okay, and in poor communities, but, in poor communities, they may not have broadband access for schools, for schools. It's like, OK, so, it's yeah. again, that's a stretch, but I can at least yeah. see the tie to COVID. Now, I'd like to see how stretch stretch Armstrong can go <laughs> on this one. $270 billion for the National Endowment for the Arts and Humanities. Oh my. Now, that's COVID. You know why? Because those theaters are struggling. Those theaters right. and those artists have not been able to work or have an audience. But, what are they going to do? I don't know. Get another job. But wait, isn't we have all sorts of unemployment insurance built into this bill. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah, funding... Yeah. Right. And we have well, there's major loans. There's upkeep on on, you know, these these big, beautiful buildings like the Kennedy Center, which is why they have all these Uh loans and 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 endowments. Two hundred million dollars for the Institute for Library and Museum Services. Now, (laughs) let me just say this. As a guy who is working on a library and museum and building one. Well, we can get some of this money. Maybe I can get some of this money. Right? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, my expenses could be zero except for rent right now because I can't let anybody in. You can't come into a museum. You're, you don't have these museums and these libraries in Washington open. What, why do you need extra money? Uh, $50 million for environmental justice grants. You have uh, $10 million for, and this is COVID related, $10 million for Native American language preservation. So does, wait, I know COVID does a lot of damage. It kills languages? It kills languages. Okay, Native I, American languages. Only Native American yeah. languages. Progressivism is killing the English language. Okay. But COVID <laughs> apparently killed the Native American language. Uh, a third round of relief checks of $1,400 for Americans adds up to $422 billion. That's 
what I think people think a COVID bill rel- relief bill is. Right. I think that's what they think it is. You're out of work. That's not what it is. You're getting money. Right. That 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 one makes mm. some stimulus sense to a lot of people. Right. That's what people think of this. Right. Except $422 billion for everybody affected in the United States with COVID. $422 billion is what you get. Uh, but the states, the blue states... On top of that, because they, you know, Andrew Cuomo has been struggling to, I mean, the cupboard is bare. And people keep moving out of a state. Right. I mean, how are we going to deal with all these empty buildings and empty offices? They get $350 billion in bailouts. Now, not the states like Texas, not the state of Florida, South Dakota. Are you kidding me? Only the states that did the right thing. And really shut their state down. They get $350 billion while every individual in America is only worth $422 billion. $129 billion to open schools. I can do that one for free. Teachers, get your ass in the classroom or you're fired on Monday. (laughs) That didn't cost anything. (laughs) Somebody should try that. $40 billion for higher education because you can't expect Yale to dip into their trust funds. $39 billion for child care. Here's one. $1.5 billion for Amtrak. $50 billion for FEMA. $90 billion for mass transit because let me tell you something. There is nothing American needs more than that maintenance work on the bridge between New York and Canada. Uh, and the, of course, the hundred million dollar uh, metro uh, tunnel, the the extension, the six point five mile extension in Silicon Valley, because those poor guys in Silicon Valley, how are they going to get to work? I mean, sure. Helicopter, uh, you know, hoverboard. Uh, just a bunch of their employees carrying them into the office. <laughs> they, of course, need that extension of 6.5 uh, miles for $100 million. A 50, uh, sorry, $15 billion uh, payroll support for airlines. And this is good. $246 billion. It's $400 a week more in federal enhanced unemployment benefits through August. Now, the CBO has said this increase of money will now increase the unemployment rate as well as decrease the labor force in job participation since unemployment will be more profitable than finding a job. There's your economic stimulus bill. There is what's going to fix the country there, my friend, along with all of the uh, the Equality Act, which is going to help the small businessmen and the churches going to help them so much. It's going to be so good for your children. That is just the beginning of the consequence of your neighbor or somebody down the street that, yeah, I believe in the Constitution and didn't get their fat ass out of the chair. I want to continue this conversation after this. 
my doctor said the other day, you have any stress in your life? No, I'm just remodeling my entire house while living in it. I've got two teenage children that are still not back in school. And have you seen the news? No stress at all. If you are selling your house, may I recommend realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, you know, they don't. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. They're not about balloons and gimmicks. Mm-mm. Uh, you're going to be turning down offers left and right. I'm telling you, everybody's going to come see the house because all the balloons that I've tied to, uh, you know, street sides uh, all around the house. I got them out for blocks with little sides. This is open house. It's going to be crazy. And I got a little tap dance routine I do. I'll say, like, hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. It's great. If you don't want that singing frog as your uh, real estate agent, may I suggest realestateagentsitrust.com. We've done the work and found the ones that are the most successful are the ones that also have the best track record for, you know, with customers. They listen to their customers. Their customers are happy afterwards. They get you the most money. They can sell your house on time as fast as anyone else can or faster, preferably. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people in your neighborhood, in your area that have the right connections to get the job done. You do an interview after. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for the best, go there. Free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn, uh, what can we do? What can we do? We know the problem. I contend most people do not know the problem. Uh, they know a portion of it, but they have no idea of the reality of the world they're living in now. They think they're living in the world uh, of even last year. They are not living in that world. It's completely different. And my job every day is to describe the world you now live in. So you wake up. I, uh, it's a little like the Matrix. Wake up. It's no longer the world you think it is. It's entirely different. And that means your strategy has to change. And people ask me, what do I do? What do I do? First of all, I really I appreciate the fact that you would think that I have a solution. I am just like you. We are in this together. What do I do? Get with your local community. Strengthen the bonds with your neighbors. Talk to each other. Get on your school board. Get into city council. Stand up in your business. That's what you do. There's no grand solution to this. It's individuals standing up and and saying, I'm not taking this course. I'm not taking it because I, yes, I'm white, but I'm not a racist. And I won't hear this racist talk of categorizing a whole group of people. We didn't do it with, with Islam. I won't do it with Christianity. I won't do it with blacks. I won't do it with whites. It's wrong. But the most important thing you can do is just find the courage and know what's worth fighting for. Know what's worth being alienated for. Last night, my son and I watched Saving Private Ryan. He had never seen it. And he's a yapper, man. He's talking to me. He's, I mean, you think I'm bad. He's like, Dad, you know what the real fact is on this? And I'm like, shut up. Just watch the movie. We got to the end of it. 
And everybody knows they saved Private Ryan. But at the end of it, what Tom Hanks says to Private Ryan rings fresh and new. He says, earn this. Earn this. Just watching the beach scenes, knowing what people have sacrificed for so long, have we earned this? Are we living a good life? Are we living a decent life? Are we contributing? Are we building this up? Are we honoring their sacrifice? Earn this. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. Yes, indeed. Another exciting episode with Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, Raycon. It's great news when you run across a product, especially when it's one that you use every day and it perfectly balances great design. It's really, really uh, superior in the way it sounds, the way it works. And it's half the price of something that those short cord bastards at Apple charge you for AirPods. I've got so many complaints about why Apple. Anyway, uh, Raycon. It is it, it's the earbuds that I wear. It, they're great. They're sleek. They're good looking. They're not stupid little sticks that stick out of your ears. I hate that. Um, also, they're comfortable. They don't fall out. When you're walking, I mean, some would say they fall out when I exercise. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about that, but uh, they don't fall out of your ears when you're, you know, you know, you're moving. They're comfortable. I wear them sometimes to go to bed as I listen to a book on tape and uh, they're comfortable. They're Raycons right now. They're offering 15 percent off all of their products. They're already about half the cost of any Apple product, 15 percent off additionally. And here's what you have to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. 15% off now. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Do it now. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Oh, yes. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is joining us now. The acclaimed author of Killing Crazy Horse. And uh, also his new book is coming out, Killing the Mob. Uh, the fight against organized crime in America. And of course, we will be talking about that on uh, most of this channel with a, a very gracious grant from the MacArthur Foundation. Meanwhile, let's slum it and talk about today's uh, news with Bill O'Reilly. Bill. Back. What's the most important story of the week? I think the border um, and un, <clears throat> unreported uh, on BillOReilly.com. We spent a lot of time on it last night on the No Spin News. So what's happening on the border, the southern border, is going to uh, influence the uh, vote coming up in less than two years for the House and the Senate. And what people don't understand, and I didn't even know all this, but I put my super sleuths on it to, you know, get real down the micro stuff, is that Joe Biden essentially doesn't know what's happening in Mexico. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't really care either. If you look at his history, 
about immigration. He's never been a guy that's been proactive in that area. But what's happening is that Mexico itself, now that Trump is gone, because Mexico feared Donald Trump, they feared him. And they basically cooperated by um, taking asylum seekers and letting them stay in Mexico. That was the Trump program. You can't come to the United States um, and ask for asylum and stay. As soon as you ask, we put you across the border and you got to stay in Mexico. Everybody remembers that, right? Mm -hmm. That's done. So Obrador says, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. Even though the United States was essentially paying for it, Obrador, nah, you know, I, I don't really want to speculate, but uh, he's told the United States we're not going to cooperate in cartel narcotics investigations. Uh, we're not going to stop the migrants from coming from Central America, and we're not going to keep them here on the northern border uh, while you guys uh, wait to hear their asylum cases. So that's a, that's a trifecta right there, right? Mm-hmm. What news organizations have covered that? Um, outside of the outside of the conservative media, I would I would gather none. None of the corporate media have covered it. So then you got to ask yourself why? Why wouldn't they cover this when this is probably the most important national slash foreign news story there is? That in the space of thirty seven days, Joe Biden has totally, totally, all right, turned around all the things that Donald Trump did, which pretty much stopped the caravans and the mass mm-hmm. uh, trespassing on the border. What, why wouldn't you report that? Okay, so I may I uh, offer a theory? Um, I remember at uh, Fox News when we were working together, there were things that you would cover that I thought were really important, but I didn't cover them. Uh, and it wasn't that they weren't important. It was because you were taking care of that base and it allowed me to talk about something else because it was so important. And I think there are two other stories that fall into this trifecta of destruction of America. And the one I think <clears throat> most Americans, especially uh, if they are Christian, if they are religious, and if they have children, is the Equality Act. Yeah. That is terrifying but it's not going to get through now if through the senate any of that gets through i just talked to Rand paul he said he thought it would well you got to get 60 because he'll filibuster it so i don't see how it's possible did Rand paul explain that uh no he didn't, no, he didn't. okay well trust me so uh, the reason that i'm not hopping up and down about this because essentially this is a two-paragraph story I think most Americans will want protections for gay people. They don't want them to be bullies. Certainly when I taught high school, I saw that firsthand where kids were effeminate, boys were effeminate, uh, were really, really bullied, and it was horrible, and no one wants that. And the federal government can easily extend protections in the workplace that you can't be fired because you're gay. I don't think anybody's going to oppose that. But what this um, bill does is if you're baking a cake, uh, and a gay guy comes in and says, I want your cake at my wedding. And you go, well, I can't really do that because I don't grieve religiously with um, You're out. gay nuptials. You have to or, you, or, you, or the feds prosecute you. Right. Okay. So that, that's the issue. And that issue uh, is there isn't, I don't think there's anybody 
um, outside of the you know Murkowski and and, and well, but there's Bobby. more. There's more to this. There's also uh, the compelling of speech. You know, why can't we just all get along and just use the pronoun that they are asking to use? You remember the high school teacher in yeah, Virginia? But, uh, again, this is not going to it's not going to rise. So the, if this law were passed, it'd be pretty much essentially the same law that protects uh, skin color and uh, political persuasion, that kind of thing. No, so, no, no. Right, well, with the component that you would have to cooperate with gays, even if you didn't believe no, it's that. Not, it's, it's not just it's it's not just that it is. It is the bathroom issue. It is the uh, people who are in transition competing in in uh, girls sports. It's uh, medical professionals not being able to say, hey, this, you know, this is not necessarily good for your child to do this. Uh, it is the fact that it doesn't matter if you're a church or a charity. If you won't have, you know, a transgender person working at your church. Um, you are in in deep, deep trouble. I mean, it's it is. Uh, well, that's why I'm telling you, it's not going to get in. They're not going to do it. They're not going to pass it. The Republicans will block it. You need 60 votes because they'll filibuster it. That's why they want to do it. The filibuster. I'd be shocked if this thing gets passed into law the way the way the House wrote it. You know what happens. I know. They're, that's what I'm. There's, there's a negotiation. They take out. They take out all the stuff and and. Um, and then it goes around and around and around and around. Um, but I don't think any of it's going to get in. But okay. All right. Wrong. Okay. I mean, I could All right. Uh, so let's let's go with the other story. The covid relief package. Yeah. One point nine trillion dollars, which includes fifty eight billion dollars of bailout for union pensions. Oh, yeah. All uh, right. I, mm-hmm. How about the four billion dollars to pay off loans for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. Now, I would claim that that's me. There is no well, one more socially. That, so, yeah, I'm yeah, a rancher, and there's no yeah. one more socially disadvantaged among ranchers than me. I think that you get the first check. Mm-hmm. I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. No, but if if you're white, you need not apply. Um, the uh, the billions for the national endowments, the billions of bail- bailouts for blue states. The $10 million for Native American language preservation, $50 million for environmental justice grants. Uh, it looks like it is the beginning of, uh, of what do you call that uh, when you're getting paid to do nothing but write poetry for Nancy Pelosi? Uh, they welfare. send you a check. No, no, it's not welfare. It's uh, basic minimum income. Looks like universal oh, basic okay, income. Yeah, yeah universal basic income. It looks like that is also in here. Uh, I mean, it is... It's a mess. It is a mess. That's why it hasn't been passed. And, you know, then they'll take another, you know, McConnell will, will um, delay it another four or five months. In the meantime, then they'll hope that this vaccine is kicking in, which it is, by the way. If you look yeah. at the stats um, from Christmas Eve to uh, last night, we, we put those stats up last night. Um, the uh, number of new cases has declined. Uh, I think it's 60, 70 percent. Um, so anyway, look, I'm, I'm not a guy that spends a lot of time on proposed legislation. Once it comes up for a vote, then I get in because 
these kinds of things have a way of being delayed. They have a way of change, watered down, all of this stuff. The psychological thing, though, is if you look at the polls, that most people go, well, how come you're holding up to my check? How come? Because they don't take the time to understand, you know, how much insanity is in the bill and how much of a waste of money uh, a lot of this stuff is. Because they don't. You know, people are selfish. People want their money. They're, they're hurting. Um, and so it's a propaganda tool as long as it's held up for the Democratic Party. But that's the country we live in. Again, you go back to the media. The media are going to just say what you said? Are they going to tell the people, oh, well, this is in a bill and this is a waste of time and this is why they're doing it? No. No, and that really is the essential problem that we have in this country right now is that we're we have a, a news blackout in America. We have a news blackout. I mean, people don't know what the deuce is going on. Because he's, look, when you have a misbehavior accusation against Governor Cuomo, and none of the network news covers it, and the cable, the two liberal cables, don't mention it, are you kidding me? How do you? I called it the Kavanaugh effect. So they're willing to rip up Kavanaugh uh, and destroy his family and his children, mm-hmm. and they won't even mention this. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with Biden. I mean, everything about Trump, any accusation against Trump, bang, everywhere, right? Oh, the the women Biden, were on TV. Yeah, you didn't even Biden have credibility, gets, and you were on TV. Absolutely. Biden gets the same thing, and it's, uh, well, we'll put it in the Hunter Biden capsule. And not mention it. So to me, I mean, I, I stay away from all of this stuff because I don't know what happened. No idea what happened. I mean, I can't point a finger at anybody. I'm not saying anything. Well, but let, let, the, rank, let me, the blackout of the news yeah. is in, absolutely unbelievable. All right. Hang on. Let me let me go to the facts of covid and what's happening on the ground in New York uh, with Governor Cuomo and because Stu and we've had this conversation maybe it's just wishful thinking but it looks like there's a beginning of a movement in the Democratic Party to eject him I want to talk about him I also want to talk about the uh, the uh, the new assistant secretary of health uh, Rachel Levine who went through her confirmation hearing yesterday I don't want to talk about the the trans part of it I want to talk about what this woman actually believes and how radical she is. And I have to correct something. Uh, Rand didn't tell me that it would pass, that the bill would pass. He said she will be, uh, she will be confirmed because there's going to be a lot of Republicans that want a position that they're not haters. It's not about who she's chosen to be. It's, it's her policies that are so bad. Back in just a second with Bill O'Reilly. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, American Financing. Today is the first day of the rest of your mortgage. Ah, how's that for a Friday pick-me-upper? It doesn't necessarily have to be bad news because today could also be the day that you discover how much lower of a percentage you're going to pay on that mortgage. How many dollars you are going to save every single month. You've been hearing me talk about American financing for years, and that's because after all this time, I believe in them. I still believe in them. I didn't when they first called. I turned them down as a sponsor because it was right before 2008, and I said, I don't trust any financing company. They're like, no, no, no. We listen to you. We agree with you. These banks are screwing people. We don't do business like that. We won't put people into loans that they shouldn't have. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. 
Call me after the collapse. Well, they did. They were fine. Their clients were fine because they do the right thing. They work for you. It's a family owned and operated business now covering you coast to coast. American financing 800-906-2440. They work for you. See how much money they can save you. Ten minutes on the phone. No obligation. No pressure. AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Back with Bill O'Reilly in ten seconds. Bill O'Reilly, um, Governor Cuomo, in so much trouble on so many things, uh, I saw that he has a, a job opening in the communications department for the governor. I, I would imagine people are scrambling to get that job. I applied. Uh, did you? <laughs> um, tell me what you think is happening in the Democratic Party politically, and I'm talking about the New York Democrats, with Cuomo. New York is now trying to get to the California radical left status. They're desperately, Albany is trying to be Sacramento. They have to understand the dynamic of the state. So the Republican Party is totally blown up here, even though Donald Trump competed outside of New York City fairly well in this state. Um, there's no leadership on a Republican. A lot of their former leaders are in prison. Uh, I mean, they're just, the Republican Party here is just the worst. So... Uh, the Democrats know that now they have a open field and they can, you know, impose crazy stuff um, and try to get it in forever. Cuomo's not radical enough to them. Wow. All right. Yeah, I know. So wait. It's, so it's, so the pushback amazing. is not because he killed a bunch of people in nursing homes, no, lied about no, it, about made it. money on it. No, 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 no. I don't care about that. Um, these people cool. were waiting in the weeds. Cortez is the, the leader of this crew. A guy named Andy Kim from Queens is, is the uh, local guy. They're waiting for Cuomo um, to screw up. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. On Andy Kim, do you believe that he was telling the truth about that phone call? Yeah, I yelled at Andy Kim the other day. I called him up and just yelled at him. He's <laughs> such a, the guy is just a dweeb. So everyone yells at Andy. And he walks out of his house and goes, Andy, get back in the house. All right, nobody likes him. Um, so yeah, Cuomo yells at everybody and Cuomo, I mean, people don't even care. I mean, yelling and he's running around and we go, oh, it's just Andrew, you know, come on. Um, is anybody stunned that Andrew Cuomo yells at people on the phone? Come no, on, or threatens people or, or uses mob tactics. No, yeah, not at yeah. all. Hey, you do that. I kill you. Okay. Andrew, fine. Uh, pass the ketchup. Um, so <laughs> this is all a bunch of crap. Um, and Andrew Cuomo, though, is so arrogant and he's so unliked. Um, but there are people who really like him very, very much. Yeah, I don't know whether you guys know this, but he's the godfather to Billy Joel's two young daughters. They're real close. And, and Cuomo can be very charming. And in, he's got a big social set here on Long Island. I mean, he shows up in. Uh, no, Michael Corleone was very charming as well. No, uh, no, nah, nah, Michael wasn't. You know, Sonny was. <laughs> but, 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 but anyway, um, the plan on the part of the far left in New York is to get him out and put even a further left loon in there. So whereas Cuomo signed the no bail law, okay, this one would sign the no prison law. You see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's what these people are doing. They couldn't care less about the poor nursing home deaths. They don't care about, you know, if he is yelling at people or, or whatever else the accusation is. They got him on the ropes. They don't like him personally. Um, and they're going to try to take him out. And you know what? They will. He's done, I think. I don't think he comes back uh, from any of this. I think that there'll be a new governor. Uh, I think he'll probably eke out his term. We don't have recall here in New York. Uh, whereas Newsom, I don't think Newsom's going to survive the year. But here, I don't think they'll impeach him. They'll censure him. And censure is, hey, Andrew, you're a doofus. That's what censured. That's right. right. So tell me about Gavin Newsom. What do you think happens in California? Because that is not a movement to get someone more radical in. No, no. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, they got the signatures, so they have to validate the signatures. And then it has to go wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. Do you yeah. believe that there's going to be any problems with the validation process? No, because they're going to have more than two million. They only need one five. Okay. I mean, everybody hates Newsom out there. That French laundry thing and the hair moose, they're just tired of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they, they want right. a bald governor in <laughs> California right. now. We're tired of this hair moose. They just re- uh, announced yesterday uh, $1.825 million they're at already. Yeah and, yeah, and look, they can get as many as they want. So then it gets put on the ballot in the summertime, probably August in there. And along with, do you want Newsom out or not? You have to answer that. Then there are um, other people to replace him on the same ballot. All right. And then you just choose one. Uh, I'd like to further uh, our conversation on just so who do you think they're going to choose? Uh, as well as some of the other stories that are happening this week. The story on the Navy now doing critical race theory training uh, that all white people are bad. What's happening with our military, the troops, the stand down and schools with Bill O'Reilly coming up. This is the Glenn Beck program. Sometimes he just makes sense, isn't it? doesn't he? I mean, that's weird it's weird uh (laughs) let me tell you something is uh is andrew cuomo your uh your governor here let me ask you a question all right say you're the type of person that goes uh, snitching on your boss because he sexually harassed you a few times and the very next day you, you get out your warranty in your car and it won't start maybe one of the one of the uh, computer chips went wrong and removed and cut your brakes. Uh, I'm just saying, maybe something radically goes wrong and you put your key in and start the car and it blows up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you should have had it fixed by Vinny. Eh? Maybe you should have. Or Car Shield. Car Shield. Drive with confidence like I do. If anything happens, you're protected. Well... Not anything. Andrew Cuomo not included. Uh, get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit at carshield.com. Promo code BECK. Save 10%. carshield.com. And last day for 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. More with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Next. This is the Glenn Beck program talking to Bill O'Reilly because it's Friday. Bill, tell me, um, they're talking about Richard Grinnell as a possible candidate in California. Have you heard any names that you thought 
could replace Gavin Newsom? Well, the guy in San Diego, uh, the former mayor there, uh, he's going to run. A guy named Cox, who uh, Newsom beat last time, he's a Republican stalwart, he's going to run. Um, is there a big name out there that, uh, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger? He got in because of free calls, you'll remember. Mm. They booted Great Davis out, and then Arnold was on the ballot, and they voted for him. Yeah, but are they? <laughs> are, are you going to see a... Is there a a conservative uh, uh, lean at all? I can't say it's a wave, but is there a lean at all now? Is is California changing, or is this just about Gavin sucks? Well, the folks are the folks are angry um, because you know Newsom shut down the entire state, putting all the gyms out of business and the restaurants, and they're right. angry about the homeless, and they're angry visually angry they can see the deterioration but is this is is this something that the average person sees and goes you know maybe that's our policies or do they see it and they blame it it yeah i don't know if they're linking it into liberal philosophy i don't know if they're doing that um that would have to be done with a study or something but folks are angry and you know the french laundry thing where uh Mr. Moosehead went to the most expensive restaurant and didn't have a mask and, you know, did everything he told everybody else not to do. That pretty much did him in. But is the philosophy of irresponsible liberalism under fire in California? Minority state, um, and I'm not saying that with any disparagement toward minorities, but it's a minority state now. And so people are are voting, well, who's going to give me, uh, and again, I'm not everybody, but a lot of people, well, where am I going to get? What am I going to get? Okay. And then, you know, what party does that? So uh, I don't know if ideology is going to change out there. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about CPAC. President Trump is coming to CPAC. He's going to be speaking on Sunday. Right. Uh, What do you think he's going to say? Well, Miller, his guy, just came out and said, well, he's not going to look back and he's not going to relitigate the election, which would be smart for him mm-hmm. um, not to do. I mean, yeah, do, to that. do you think yeah. he's got that? He'll get a few jabs in. Yeah, okay. But what he should do, and, you know, if he listened to me, he would do it, but he doesn't listen to me back, which is just astounding. How could someone not listen to me? I don't know. About half the country has made a very good, uh, happy life for themselves by now. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) But I would open up with, here's the kind of election reform we need in America. Uh Okay. And then five bullet points. Here's what we have to do to ensure that the next election is not rife with controversy. Now, that would engage the people who believe that he got hosed, right? Mm Because that's what they're screaming for. He wouldn't look like uh, just some guy who's bitter and he's advancing solutions to what is a legitimate problem for most Americans, not the media, but most Americans. And so he should open with that. And then, man, he got the border, just as I said in the beginning of this conversation, he can roll on that. Just roll on it. Mm-hmm. And then the stock market is imploding. He could use that um, because by the end of today, that market's going to be down significantly this week. And then he can say, well, look at Biden. Biden is in his jammies. He doesn't know what he's doing. And get away with it because you got you know stuff. Now the market might be back up next week. But now it's a pretty painful week. Um, so 
you know, the essential thing is that whether you like Trump or not, he was engaged in the presidency. This is the most important point for everybody listening right now. The guy was engaged in it. Okay, is he a reader? Is he an analytical guy like Obama? No. But every day, I mean, he was there and they were discussing how to make America great again. And that's what he did. Biden is not engaged at all in problem solving. He's just doing what they tell him to how, do. How do you say that with authority? Because I know people. Well, I know very people high too. ranking people. Oh. And they're already worried. They're already worried because they know it's a, such a short time between now and the midterms that if you get a one-two punch, chaos at the border and a, a listing economy. And they also know that Americans are paying 50 to 70 cents more for a gallon of gasoline 37 days after the guy was inaugurated. I mean, that's just a fact. And that's going to go to a buck and a half by summer. Because the fossil fuel industry goes, all right, Mr. Biden, you're going you're gonna to hurt our business and you're going to do the X, Y, and Z, and we're going to have to spend all this money to transition. So we're going to hose the folks now and raise all the prices, which is exactly what they're doing. And this goes back to my analysis that Americans don't know any of this. They certainly know they're paying more at the gas pump. Right. I have to know that. I'm yelling at Saeed down here in my town going, what are you doing? Hey, this is $2.10 for it. And he's looking at me going, hey, Mr. O'Reilly, you just have to pay what's on the pump. I said, okay, fine. Um, but the, the media is not telling you any of this. It's like, oh, Joe's the greatest guy. Look at Joe and Jill. Joe and Jill, they, you know what they had? They had lasagna tonight. Oh, this is delicious. So, and they had a log in the fire. Let me, so, I know, I loved that story. Uh, uh, let, me, let me ask you yeah. uh, about a big change and... I don't hear any uh, Republicans, and honestly, it doesn't bother me, but it is a huge change, one that only Obama really seemed to break, and that was when you're a president and you're a former president, you shut up about the next president. But that's gone. That is gone. Yeah, it's gone. And is that a good Um, thing or a bad thing? I don't care. (laughs) You're not mad at me. I mean, um, Obama's on doing a uh, podcast with Bruce Springsteen, uh, and I, I used a clip last night on the uh, BillOReilly.com broadcast, and the clip was Obama's changed his reparation stance a little bit. It was well thought out, but he talked for about a, a minute and 30 on reparations, and Bruce Springsteen did not say a word. I don't know if Bruce knows what reparations are. I am not quite sure. He was there. Bruce was there. But he, he had this blank look on his face like, oh, what is this? So, um, but anyway, so Obama's got the podcast and he's going to, you know, he's going to go in and he's going to say what he wants to say because he's making some money doing it. So is if you were at CPAC and you were speaking to the Republicans. Yes. Uh, I know I thought today that the thing that I would uh, say you must now organize in your states and strengthen the states and make sure you're passing all these laws 
to make sure that your state is solid on the uh, on the election. Do everything oh, you can. Absolutely. What would you, um, what advice yeah. would you give the Republican Party that seems to be ready to hoist the Trump 2024 flag uh, and 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 just start heading down that for the next four years? What advice would you give them? Well, I, number one, the Republican Party has got to um, have a sense of humor. I, I, it's and that sounds trite, but it isn't. So. Right now, they have the independent block is growing in America. People are bailing out of both parties. They don't yeah. want to be Republicans or Democrats. They just want to be able to vote for whoever you know they like. But you've got to kind of bring it down to a basis where everybody understands it. You can't do ideolo- you know, ideological stuff. So if you oppose the, the bill uh, for the transgender gays and all of this, you've got you to gotta say, look, this, uh, we don't want to hurt them. We want to protect them. We understand that particularly children get battered. Um, but look at this. This erodes a huge part of religious freedom. But just keep it contained. Keep it so everyone can understand it. So I would say you have to be the party of logic. Okay, that's what you need to be. Um, And then you have to have a sense of humor about your presentation. So if you're going to criticize Biden, you don't bring a sledgehammer. You just, you know, um, criticize him in a, in a gentle way that gets the point across that this guy really is not engaged in solving any problems. You fact, are going to make it. He's going to make it a lot worse. You're describing Ronald Reagan. Um, yeah, but, you know, Reagan was an ideologue. Um, and I think those days are over. I, I, you know, Reagan was a firm conservative ideologue mm-hmm. that the Soviet Union was evil. Those days in America are gone. Mm-hmm. Now it's all presentation. Who can present the best? And that's why Trump won, because he presented so much better than his Republican opposition in 16. OK, L- let me ask you one final question. Let's say, and this is never going to happen, certainly never on uh, purpose. Let's just say Donald Trump is hit by, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden's Amtrak one day. Uh, Complete coincidence. Who else is there besides Donald Trump that could pick up the mantle at this time? Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota. Love her. I knew it back. See, yeah. What about uh, 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 yeah, um, Florida uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis? DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. DeSantis. but he, you know, the Republican Party needs a new look, and Governor Noam would present that, would she not? Yeah. So I might, I might put DeSantis on the two, and have Noam DeSantis. DeSantis is strong. And, you know, he did a good job in the COVID thing down there. He did. Even though he got battered. Those are probably Um, the two best governors in COVID. So you might put those two together, but you need a new look. If you're not going to go with Trump, and and by the way, if the economy does collapse, then Trump has got it locked. I think so, too. I think um, so, too. But if it doesn't, if it just wavers and people are mad, but they're not desperate, 
then you might go for a new look. And no one knows what's going to happen to Trump. I mean, he's so such a volatile situation surrounding him. It just never ends. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Anything you want to talk about, your new book? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you pre-order Killing the Mob, and we talked about it last night, because uh, it was the anniversary of Muhammad Ali, who was then Cassius Clay beating Sonny Liston, that fight was fixed. Um, and we go into a great detail in Killing also, the Mob. Also, wasn't one of the uh, Gambino crime family, didn't he die last night? Uh, yeah, that was uh, Gotti's brother. Yeah, okay. Um, but we're, that's small stuff compared to what we have in Killing the Mob. <laughs> Gotti is small stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was fixed. And we go methodically through how they did it. Cassius Clay didn't know. He didn't know. But that's just one of the um, many, many things that's in Killing the Mob. Just real quick. The mob almost assassinated Desi Arnaz, Lucille Ball's husband. You're kidding him. For what? No. Well, I'm not going to tell you now, but these are the kinds of things that we got in there. And and so it comes out May 4th. You can pre-order it on BillOReilly.com. If you do, we give you 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. An amazing deal. So thank you, Beck, for giving me that opportunity. You're welcome. And uh, Bill O'Reilly Books will probably at some point all be taken off of Amazon uh, because of hate speech or something like that no, as they all, continue to... They're all accurate. I oh, no, Amazon, I know that. Oh, they're, 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 oh I know they that. A ton of money from me. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I know that, know. I'd too. I'd be surprised if they I'd, come after me. I'd like to charge you for that commercial there. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com, killing the mob. Uh, thank you so much, Bill. Talk okay, to you soon. Talk next week. Bye. Okay, blinds.com. You've been feeling that weird urge lately to start changing some of the things in your home? I mean, it's been a year. Think about it. It's been a year to flatten the curve. A year since we all went, oh, well, Home Depot's open for some strange reason. Uh, and we, you know, did things around the house. Well, here's an easy way for you to change the look of your house. Um, Take blinds or your indoor shades or shutters or drapes, whatever you have, and change them, update them. Uh, it's a huge savings right now, all on everything site-wide at blinds.com. And we're just doing this. We're getting to the the uh, shades portion of our uh, house, and we're already setting up an appointment with one of their designers, the one that we used um, up uh, at the old, old cabin that we have, that uh, she was just amazing, amazing. Blinds.com, it's free service. They'll help you. They'll install them if you want. I mean, it's it's really good. Or you can do it yourself. Blinds.com, save huge on everything from shades, blinds, interior shutters, and more. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Blinds.com. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Today on uh, my uh, Glenn Beck exclusive on The Blaze, uh, you'll it's be able day. to... It's a big day. It's a big day. It's uh, the day that we award the hippos. Uh, and a hippo is uh, spelled H-Y-P-P-O uh, for hypocrites. Uh, it's the people who say, don't, you know, you got to wear a mask. Uh, but when they, uh, they're behind your back, they're not wearing a mask. That We're looking for the biggest hypocrites of uh, COVID for the 2021 Hippo Awards. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it on Blaze TV. Yeah. Uh, by the way, last day for 30 bucks off your subscription, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code is Glenn. I could bring in the uh, skinny pig today if you want. The skinny pig. Yes, we have a skinny pig at the house now, which is a hairless guinea pig. So he's not skinny. No, he's, he's not skinny skin. at all. Okay, he's yeah. actually rotund. Uh, he looks uh, like a, he sort of looks like you could look at him at one way. He looks like a sweet potato. 
<laughs> that's kind of like <laughs> with legs. Yes, a sweet potato with legs. Okay. But I, you, when you look at him, and his, especially with his his face, his name's George, by the way. He looks like a miniature hippopotamus. You have to bring in. Uh, <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the dance number uh, <laughs> towards the open. Uh, you have to bring him in. Okay. Yeah, okay. George, George needs a TV debut. Yeah, I think TV TV. Uh, it's a skinny pig. Skinny how, pig. How, how big is this? Skinny it's just pig? like a, it's a legitimately just like a normal guinea pig. It just doesn't uh-huh. have any hair on it, and so they call it a skinny pig. I guess because you know it's not really, fluffy. I don't know. You I, know what's really frightening is uh, I know the answer to this. That's uh, your kids didn't buy that or want that. It was a hundred percent my wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You go, if she's you look at her Instagram page. She posts nine hundred and sixty-five pictures a day of it. It's what the hell is up with her? We own a zoo. I, I, own, yeah. I, I own really a zoo do now. Yes, and it all started it. so wonderfully. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Hello, America. It's Friday. The good news is funding is coming your way if you have suffered uh, under COVID. Well, it's not coming directly to you. It's probably going to your union. Oh, you're not in a union? You should get into a union because those are good union jobs. You should do that. And uh, and if you're a farmer, there is real help coming for you. Uh, well, I mean, unless you're a white farmer. If you're a white farmer, I mean, haven't you... Haven't you? Don't you have enough? Really? Uh, we're talking about the black farmers. Uh, there's lots of money coming for you. No strings attached to that, I'm sure. Uh, and it's uh, it's great. Also, if your state has been struggling, well, I mean, if you're a if you're a blue state, if you're a red state, screw you uh, because you didn't play by the rules. All right. Uh, 1.9 trillion dollar COVID-19 relief package. We talked to a member of Congress who has been shouting from the rooftops. Uh, warning. In 60 seconds. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you've been living with pain and you want to get your life back, I'm here to tell you I understand firsthand what it's like. I understand uh, getting up every morning and going, I can't do it another day. I get it. I've tried everything. Everything. I mean, I, I mean Chinese, mes- Chinese medicine. Have you done that? Yeah, I did that. Uh, you know, the uh, poking needles in your earlobes and all over your back. Yep, done that. Uh, gone to the Mayo Clinic. Done that. Uh, gone to, uh, for three days at, uh, you know, another big hospital in New York. Yep, done that. Nothing. Hey, how about some really strong drugs? <clears throat> I'd rather not do that. But I've done that and nothing worked. Until I tried Relief Factor. Some of it would work and it would make me into somebody I didn't want to be. Or uh, it would work and then it would stop working. I've been taking Relief Factor for three years now. And I have to tell you, I am back to my old self. I don't have that kind of pain anymore. And I, I have Relief Factor to thank for it. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. Nicole Maliotakis is the congressperson, uh, brand new in the uh, in the House from New York. She joins us now to give us the details on the one point nine trillion dollar covid-19 relief package. 
Nicole, how are you? Great, Glenn. Great, great to be with you. I appreciate you having me on to expose what's actually happening in this bill. Yeah, so I read, I read uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, the media is is spinning this, of course, as this is all going to help those states that are really in need and all those people that are really in need. I don't read it that way. Can you can you fill us in with the facts on what is in this bill? Sure. Well, well, first of all, I think what people need to understand is that there's a trillion dollars left over from the previous package. So Congress didn't take the time to really identify where the need is, where we could potentially be shifting resources and ensuring that we came out with something that was tailored and specific to the needs of struggling Americans and small businesses. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I want to make sure I understand this. There's a trillion dollars in, you know, some fictitious bank account that they've already approved that hasn't been sent out? That is correct. So, uh, and that's education spend, spending to reopen schools. Some of it is PPP money for small businesses. Oh my! Um, so, so, so. And the interesting thing enough with the education funding is that the CDC said it would cost twenty-five billion to reopen schools safely across America. Yet they put sixty-four billion dollars in the previous package, with the majority of it unspent. And as you know, many schools, including those in my city, uh, remain closed. And on top of that, they want to put another $130 billion in this package with 95% of that funding not being able to be spent until after the after this year so, is so, over. So wait, the estimate is that to reopen schools, it would cost $25 billion, but between the unspent money in the last bill and the new bill, they are sending our schools $200 billion? That, that is correct. And so what I say huh. is only under a mismanaged government or when, when Democrats are in control, do things end up costing eight times as much as originally estimated. So so what, what exactly is the, what, what do they say? How is what is the response on two hundred million dollars for schools? Well, there's been no response. As a matter of fact, uh, they keep insisting that this is for uh reopening America's schools. We know that's not the case, number one, because uh, the estimates were uh, an eighth of the of what they're putting into this fund. The second thing is that um, the money is restricted to be used for over a year. So it's not emergency funding unless they anticipate that they're not going to reopen schools for an, a whole other year. Um, so to give you an example, in New York State, my state, uh, Governor Cuomo did receive $4 billion for school, yet many of our schools remain closed throughout right. the state. I mean, we just reopened middle schools in New York City, and as you know, the school's chancellor just resigned about an hour ago. Uh, and it's because, I believe, really, because he hasn't been able to successfully roll out the opening of these schools, and like the Catholic schools have in our city. Yeah. May I just recommend uh, for anybody who is struggling to figure out how to open schools, the first thing you have to do is um, teachers, you're to report back to class on Monday. If not, you're fired. That would be the first thing to do to open up schools. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Um, You also in this bill uh, are are uh, we are we are finding now. Uh, that there is a, a $86 billion uh, of our tax dollars to rescue union pension funds. 
Yeah, that, I mean, look, that that's in there. There's a lot in there, which is why we call it the Pelosi payoff bill, not the actual COVID relief bill. So it's not just, uh, you know, the bailout for pensions, but you actually have a $3.5 billion going overseas internationally for the global a health fund for AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria, you know, good cause. But the thing is, why is the Amer- why are the American people picking up 88% of the tab for this international organization's expenditures? Because that's what $3.5 billion equates to. And this is at a time when even our diplomats overseas haven't even had access to the vaccine. And the other thing, to show you how bloated this package is, less than 1% goes to vaccine production and distribution. And you ask any Democrat or Republican, local leader or national leader, and they will tell you that the vaccine development distribution is the number one thing to getting us back on track. So the fact that it's only equating for less than 1%. And I had to use Siri, by the way, to, to figure that out because, uh, you know, calculators doesn't go up to one trillion to one point nine trillion dollars. But uh, when you calculate it using uh, Siri or Alexa, you'll find out that's point uh, something like point seven percent of the entire package is going to what is said to be the number one priority. That that is how bloated the, this bill is. Nicole, is there I mean, you're new to Congress. So let me ask you, are, are you. Is it worse than you thought it would be or better or about what you expected? Well, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's a very polarizing and uh, my first month wasn't great. It was a very polarizing uh, first month. I'm, I'm, you know, the fact that we lost the Senate was not helpful because there's no balance anymore. Uh, they changed the rules in this procedure. So that way they don't even need uh, any Republican votes. They, they changed it from the 60 vote requirement. Uh, they changed it to 51 votes using uh, what's called a budget reconciliation. Uh, and so, you know, they've basically shut us out of this process. And now we know why, because they wanted to jam all this pork into this bill. Uh, and, and, and as a New Yorker, I can say, look, of course I want my city and state to have money, but I also want accountability. And I don't trust this mayor or this governor. Uh, I believe that they'll take the federal funds and they still will increase the, the taxes that are driving New Yorkers out. Uh, they're already talking about imposing higher income taxes and stock transfer tax. Uh, mayor de Blasio increases the property tax levy every single year. They just increase tolls on our roadways. Um, and so they're taking the money and they're still going to take from the people. And what's interesting about the way the Democrats set up this formula is that they changed it based on population to now based on unemployment rate. So governors like Governor Cuomo and Gavin Newsom are actually being rewarded for shutting down their economies and driving people out of work. So it's very disheartening to see how this is playing out. But I was a member of the New York State Legislature, also in the minority. And so I'm kind of used to these types of games being played. Um, But I'm hopeful that we'll be able to actually work together in a bipartisan fashion on some things like... The president said he wanted to do, even though he hasn't tried yet. So I uh, I was just talking to Bill O'Reilly, and he said what was happening in the New York House uh, and Assembly was that um, the Democrats are going after Cuomo, not because of any of the scandals, but because he's not radical enough. Do you believe that's true? Or is 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 the are the Democrats in New York waking up to Cuomo? 
No, I, th- I think the Democrats in New York um, are getting a lot of pressure from their constituents who are demanding answers and families who are demanding justice. Uh, the governor made uh, a bad mistake by implementing this uh, order that mandated the nursing homes accept COVID positive patients. Then he underreported it uh, to the public, the number of deaths that mm-hmm. were as a result of that. Uh, and then he stonewalled the legislature. Uh, when they try to get answers. Uh, And then his own chief of staff admitted that they were covering up the whole thing simply because they didn't want the Department of Justice to gain access to this information. Uh, Then he bullied one of the Democratic Assembly members who stood up to him because his uncle died in a nursing home. So I think they're getting very tired of the governor's antics. Uh, thousands of New Yorkers have actually joined me in, in adding their name at, at, at enoughcuomo.com to send a message that they want the governor to resign. Uh, and, and this has only been exacerbated now by the fact that uh, a young woman who is part of his administration has come forward with sexual harassment claims. Um, so I think the Democrats really are starting to get tired of the governor. Uh, you know, he's been in governor for three years, three terms. He does use uh, bullying tactics to get what he wants. Uh, he is vindictive. Uh, and I think that he's outdoing his welcome, both with uh, the other Democrats in the state, but also with the people, which is why his poll numbers have just been dropped so so much over the last month. So with him and uh, de Blasio are and I, I would love to know this in California as well, but you, you are from New York, so you might have a good handle on New York. Um, with Cuomo and de Blasio, the wreckage that has been done uh, with these policies, especially because of covid, um, are, are people just wanting to get rid of them or are they tying them also to the policies that are so damaging? Well, I, I, they are they are tying them to their policies because they're the ones who put forward these arbitrary restrictions, uh, these mandated shutdowns that have hurt our local economy, that have led to thousands of people losing their jobs, um, that have uh, put small businesses, people's livelihoods uh, out. And, um, you know, schools, the parents, teachers and, and students that I speak to want to go back to school. And that is very upsetting. Uh, children don't have school athletics anymore, which is another big issue. Uh, and there's not a lot of a lot of these restrictions that they put in place lacked common sense. Like you can go to the gym, but you can't go to the yoga studio. You know, you can you can you can ice skate and, and you know, you can go to an ice skating pavilion and skate, but you can't have hockey leagues. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so there's a lot of frustration. And New York City were being treated differently than the rest of the state. The rest of the state is at 50% capacity for indoor dining. Uh, New York City was shut down for so long. And finally, we got 25%. I kept pushing. We got another, more now at 35% inching up toward 50. But why are we being treated differently than the rest of the state? So people are upset about this. They see that the governor and the mayor had way too much power. And, you know, the governor's power needs to be rescinded. I've said that. Uh, you know, repeatedly, I've been saying that for months, and the Democrats keep dragging their feet. But they finally have to go and do it and take back their power as a co-equal branch of government and, and work to just reopen this economy and get children back to school and get people back to work. I, ha- I have to tell you, I think uh, between uh, what companies are have discovered with Zoom and, and virtual work, et cetera, et cetera, and the absolute devastation that has been done to manhattan and and your district in southern uh brooklyn and staten island i don't 
and I, I know you won't agree with this, I'm sure, um, but I don't see New York City ever recovering to the, the, uh, the city that it once was, at least for a decade. Um, how, 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 are you, how is that area going to pay for all of the services that it needs and have promised when everybody's moving away? Companies are yeah. shutting down. You're absolutely um, right about the policies that have been put in place that are driving people out. I do have hope that New York City uh, will recover, that uh, we do have a mayor's race, and I'm hoping that somebody uh, who will be, uh, you know, really, really try to roll back some of this stuff that the mayor did. I mean, look, whether it be defunding the police, which was a completely ridiculous idea, has led to crime skyrocketing. Uh, we, we have a lot of mismanagement, a lot of mismanagement of our tax dollars, which is why I'm so yeah. concerned with billions more coming to New York. Um, but I do believe that um, it's up to the people. The people have to be vocal. They have to complain. You know, I ran for mayor of New York City in 2017. Um, I think we'd be in a better position had I won that election. Um, unfortunately, this mayor spends more and more money and the problems get worse and worse. So uh, that is the you know, definition of mismanagement. Um, I think there's a lot of things we could be doing differently to tackle our homeless crisis to make sure our streets are safer, to make sure that our trains are running, to make sure that our children are getting a good education in person. Um, you know, they, these are things that I think, uh, unfortunately, government has just strayed from the basics of what they're supposed to be doing, right? People yep. expect you to keep them safe, give their kids a good education, make sure traffic is flowing, the trains are running on time, uh, making sure that there's an environment where jobs can grow. And unfortunately, they've strayed into all sorts of areas. They've got to get back to the basics. And that's what I'm going to be pushing for uh, and speaking out for both here in Washington and when I'm back home in New York City. Thank you so much. Uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis uh, from New York. Uh, thanks for checking in with us. I appreciate it. Let me tell you about uh, Rec Tech because uh, spring, believe it or not, is right around the corner. And one way to forget everything is to just go out and uh, grill. Now, if you're still in a state where you are locked in on bad weather, you also can still not go out and grill. Rectech has this smart grill technology that is absolutely unbelievable. You can run everything on your uh, on your smartphone. You can set a timer like, you know, you can go to church. We want to do some brisket or something. We can go to church in the morning uh, and we just put the brisket on there and we can start it. Well, we're OK. We're got to start it right now, you know, during the hymns. If you want to, I wouldn't do that. That would be sacrilegious and wrong, but you could do that. It's an oddly specific example for somebody who doesn't do that. But Rectech, uh, it is built sturdy from stainless steel. It's like a tank. It's sleek. It's beautiful. And you are going to love it. It is the best grill, I believe, on the market. It's Rectech. Check them out on social media or just go to their website and AB Compare. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, program. So we have the uh, Hippo Awards happening uh, today on uh, the Glenn Beck Friday exclusive, which is a chance just for Blaze TV subscribers to uh, kind of get uh, 
a little extra all the time. And uh, the Hippo Awards is <laughs> a beautiful trophy, <laughs> is it, it not? It came out great. It cost a lot of money. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, the Hippo Awards spelled with a Y uh, for um, hypocrite. Uh, the people who tell you to wear a mask and then don't actually wear the mask. Uh, and uh, I believe Gavin Newsom might be. Oh, he's uh, got to get a hippo. Well, he's he's he lifetime is. achievement <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, he is in the running, uh, okay. but we don't know. We haven't counted. Uh, got to count the ballots. Yeah, got to count the ballots. And I want you to know uh, that uh, uh, the accounting firm of uh, Bill and Steve have done all of the uh all mm-hmm. of the counting and we don't know bill or steve won't tell me who won they they that those sound like white names i hope they've they've repressed their whiteness uh before they started counting these ballots <sighs> they haven't but i am going to uh stiff them on their check gosh how many so, who, who up, who's up for these awards there's so many i mean i know has got to be up for one uh, uh de blasio's got to be up cuomo we have a career retrospective coming up with oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, you're, you're, you're just trying to get me to watch i don't even know if you have one <laughs> uh i i think the cuomo thing's amazing to me because it, there's this thing that's going on now where people are saying like look he's having all these problems and we've noticed his covid handling maybe wasn't so good but that doesn't take away from his amazing press conferences at the beginning of all this in oh march and april when he really helped public health and hey i gotta <laughs> tell you something hi i'm governor cuomo and uh i like uh, masks i think the masks are uh hip yeah <laughs> i heard that clip the other day they're like you know you have to go but he was became a media superstar because of his amazing press conferences and they went through like a montage of clips and one of them was that clip where he literally is like oh i think masks are cool masks are cool now like, that's like the highlight of his press conference <laughs> masks are cool it's, well, it's so that's bad. why he's such a trendsetter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. He is the worst. Yeah. Actually, you know what I would describe him? Andrew Cuomo is, is awful. Dot com. com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's how I would. Check that out. And today on blazetv.com, uh, you, you can't miss the Hippo Awards. Oh, there'll be some favorite moments for you as we share them today on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn, save 30% last day to do it. This is the Glenn Beck. Oh, man, I just did a grill commercial. What else could we talk about? Hmm. What would tie in? What was Steaks? <gasps> wow. If I only knew who, you know, made those really good steaks or provided those good steaks yeah, for like really good steak houses. Yeah, you don't want like any steaks. Yeah, no, I want those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would they be called? What, what, what city would they be named after, maybe? Well, probably Omaha, mm. you know, Nebraska, you know, uh, Omaha Steaks, Nebraska Steaks. No, Omaha Steaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you put a dot com on there. Uh, then you'd have a business. You really would. OmahaSteaks.com. Now, if you went to that and you typed my name, Beck, in the search bar, hypothetically, you're going to find the Butcher's bestseller pack, uh, which you would save over 50%. Uh, and you get a little bit of everything, uh, all the bestsellers. It's burgers, pork chops, sausages, desserts, really yummy cut with a spoon style forks. You'll save 50%. Plus, you'll get... Four free chicken breasts and four free burgers at OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Beck. 
Keyword Beck, OmahaSteaks.com. Look, I don't want to panic you, but this is the last day to get $30 oh off my gosh, at no, Blaze really? TV. Mm-hmm. Today? Go to BlazeTV.com oh, slash Glenn. So Use the nervous. promo code Glenn. This is it. It's running Will out I of get time. In? Will I get in? Back in 1927, an American socialist said the American people would never vote for socialism. But he said under the name of liberalism, the American people would adopt every fragment of the socialist program. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of myths. It's very easy to disguise a medical program as a humanitarian project. Now, the American people, if you put it to them about socialized medicine and gave them a chance to choose, 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 would unhesitatingly vote against it. So, with the American people on record as not wanting socialized medicine, Congressman Ferrand said, if we can only break through and get our foot inside the door, then we can expand the program after that. Well, let's see what the socialists themselves had to say about it. They say... This nation will be provided with a mechanism for socialized medicine capable of indefinite expansion in every direction until it includes the entire population. Well, we can't say we haven't been warned. In this country of ours took place the greatest revolution that has ever taken place in the world's history, the only true revolution. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another. But here, for the first time in all the thousands of years of man's relation to man, a little group of men, the Founding Fathers, for the first time, established the idea that you and I had within ourselves the God-given right and ability to determine our own destiny. Write those letters now, call your friends and tell them to write them. If you don't, this program, I promise you, will pass just as surely as the sun will come up tomorrow. And behind it will come other federal programs that will invade every area of freedom as we have known it in this country. Until... One day, as Norman Thomas said, we will awake to find that we have socialism. And if you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days, you and I are going to spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. How true. Uh, done by uh, uh, Nick Daly, our, our production guy. Uh, that's Ronald Reagan, obviously. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. I want to tell you about the podcast that comes out tomorrow with Tulsi Gabbard. It is really fascinating. It really is. Yeah, it is fascinating. But I, I think it's important that we we cover something that you oh, just said. And Why do you have well, you this? Get to, you, sometimes you say these things and they're so profound in the moment. You are such a jerk. And what are we you? lose them because of just, you know, you, you're so rapid fire with Here so it, many great moments. And comes. then we miss mm-hmm. a, a gem. And I think the audience may have may have missed a gem just a few moments ago. And I, I think the audience wants to settle in, clear your mind. What do and, you have? And just contemplate this brilliant analysis by Glenn Beck. Sausages, desserts, really yummy cut with a spoon style forks. You'll save 50. <laughs> what, e- what exactly is Shut up. a cut <laughs> like a spoon style fork? fork. No. I don't. <laughs> you know what that is? The copy says cut with a fork, but the actual term for for steaks is cut with a spoon. And so I, 
I was, I just, so, wait, I was thinking for so it's a cutting... spoon, not fork, and I forgot mm. about the word steak. Right. <laughs> no, and it's an Omaha steak commercial, oh, so why would you remember the, like the word it. steak? But so are you, I just want to clarify here. <laughs> Shut up. Are you cutting? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> are you cutting the fork with a spoon? Yes. I, Can we hear it one more time? I'm sorry, no, Sarah. There's yeah, I just no reason to cut with a spoon style fork. Okay. So is it a f- is it a fork that cuts like a spoon? <laughs> Do you just, or just, are you cutting? You know, you you did nothing. Let me just. Yeah, that, there's a reason they gave that to you in 2020. Yeah, I'm just holding up the Hall of Fame award. Radio uh, Hall of Fame member. Bring yours out onto the table. Would you, would you bring that one out? Uh, hold on. Let me press this button. Maybe it'll cut come out. with a spoon style fork. <laughs> ah, was that part of your acceptance speech? Did you a, cut a spoon with a fork such a on jerk. stage? Look. I don't know how I got this job. <laughs> I don't know how I keep this job. I really don't. I, don't I listen either. to other shows. Yeah. I know how talented everybody else is. I listen and I'm like, they don't make any mistakes. They don't say, ever. <laughs> <laughs> they would never say, they'd never say this. Cut with a spoon style fork. <laughs> I know that. I listen. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I know I must have had pictures of somebody that I never took, nor did I know I have there. You know, I bought something and it was in like a pocket of some used jacket or something. And it was like, he's got that jacket. You should put him on the air. Otherwise, he's going to use it. I don't know what was in the jacket. I don't even know what jacket it was. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would need a spoon style <laughs> fork. Shut it's, up. It just use a shut fork or a spoon. Shut up. Why would you style your fork <laughs> out right. a spoon? All right. They're two different utensils. <sighs> Se- separate your cutlery is all we're trying to say Shut here. Up. Such a jerk. <laughs> Wait, what's <sighs> that? What is that award again? Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. I mean, that's a what again, an amazing achievement. Again. For you. I had pictures of somebody in a jacket I don't own. I, <laughs> here's the th- here's the thing. Uh, could we go back to the show, please? Cut with a spoon style <laughs> forks. You'll did you talk to Tulsi you know Gabbard I, about I, the spoon-styled forks? You know what's so weird? Mm-hmm. I am more comfortable with this than if you are actually heaping praise on me. If you were yeah, saying, oh yeah, you know, yeah. you're a great I would rather have you point this out. That's how sad my life is. Surprisingly enough, I'm more comfortable with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Oh, yeah. You feel awkward when... When people say positive things, which about is you. really nice yeah. because it doesn't happen, it, uh, yeah, at I mean, least yeah. very often. I've removed myself from that yeah. position consistently throughout my entire life. <laughs> well, here's the great thing: you're standing in my shadow for just the last 25 years. I know. So what does that say? What does that say? What does that say about yeah, me? No, it's, it's true. Sad. It's depressing when I think about it. So I try to drink right. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink anymore, so Mm. think how I feel. Uh, All right, Tulsi Gabbard. Yesterday, first of all, oh my gosh, it was the most beautiful picture we have ever received. We're doing things remotely now because of COVID. And uh, she was in Hawaii, and she comes up on my screen, and I just, I'm like, Tulsi, I feel like I'm doing an interview with a movie star. It was just so beautiful. Turns out her husband is a cinematographer. And so he set up the little Zoom 
call between us. You could tell. I mean, it looks like oh if she's on a movie set. Yeah. She, and, of course, it, she just is in Hawaii, so yeah. everything looks great. And she she's beautiful. Sure. I mean, she's really beautiful. Um, but we had an honest conversation. And the first thing I asked her was, are you are you like a Bernie Sanders person who is saying stuff just to dupe people on the other side are you are you a bernie sanders person that now has woken up and like whoa that was crazy well what who are you because i can't put her in any box and she talks about you know it's the box thing i'm not in a box she She said she's interesting i don't know what she's going to stand on every issue correct she has different reasoning. Again, I there's a lot of her policies that I think are really crazy, really off the wall. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I, in fact, I don't even know what her feelings are on spoon styled forks, for example. Shut she up. just seems to be completely. Shut up. However, uh, <laughs> but like you know, she was she legitimately campaigned. People wonder Bernie. why I didn't call him and say, "Hey, you should drain your sprinkler system." <laughs> yeah, uh, I, she campaigned for Bernie Sanders. I mean, yeah, she was no. like a state chair, I believe, for his so, campaign in 2016. It seems totally disconnected from this person. I find myself agreeing with way more often than I should. So I talked to her about principles. I mean, we spent about an hour and fifteen minutes, and it was really a great conversation between people who don't really agree with with each other on some really important yeah. policies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it's really a model for the way people should, to, should be able to come together, uh, and talking to her about principles, not policies, just principles. I would vote for her based on her principles. Mm. I would vote for her if that is indeed who she is. And I think it, I think it is. Um, she certainly doesn't seem like she has a problem standing up to her party. Correct. Which I like. I, I like too. it on both sides, frankly. I do too. And we don't see a lot of it anymore on either side. Uh, I like somebody who's going to stand up and say, you know what? I, you know, My side sucks. I might be a Democrat, but this is dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like that. I, yeah. I want someone who's going to be able to challenge that yeah. because then we just fall. Besides the fact that I think it's good for the country to have people like that. Yeah. It's also not boring. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it makes these things a little bit more interesting. By the way, you can see the Tulsi Gabbard interview. It dropped yesterday on uh, Blaze TV. Uh, you can watch it today as well or listen to it on uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, or you can uh, get it wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. And it, it's worth watching because she's beautiful. But she also you can look her in the eye. And judge her. Is she lying or not? Does she really believe these things? Because I, I put her into the, you know, First Amendment. Uh, I talked to her about the military, uh, what was going on, how she felt about the all the federal troops there, and and how, you know, during the uh, during the inauguration, should we have done that? Now, what happens to those people? She said some things that. She was very clear on that. I have not heard really anyone willing to say um, about the military, at least on the other side. Uh, no way. She's really fascinating. I think you'll really, really like this. Um, I think she has her priorities right. So would a spoon-style fork be a Cut with a spoon-style no, fork. When I point to you not to play that again. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, they have the combination, and it, I guess a spork would be what you're talking about. I mean, it, 
You cut it. You could have just said cut with a spork, but you said a spoon styled fork. Cut with a spoon style fork. <laughs> I have I have to make some money to keep paying your salary. Could you shut like the terrible, pie hole for a minute? Terrible waste of money. Hustler turf. If you have a lawn to mow, the thing I like about Hustler Turf is these lawnmowers, they were made for the industry. They were made for people who are cutting football fields and, you know, the uh, median in the middle of the road that you work really hard on. And then some golfer just drives across it and wrecks the whole thing. Um, it is it is a great lawnmower made for professionals. And now after 55 years after inventing the zero turn lawnmower, these are available to you they are made for your size lawn now but they have all of the they're tough enough let's say you have i don't know a quote friend that comes (laughs) over and he's and you just say hey i'll meet you out front and his back is turned uh you can come up right behind him and that thing will chew that guy up and (laughs) cut him into i don't know how many pieces and it will still give your lawn a great look. Hmm. Really? So yes, it That's, really will. Is this in the it, copy? I don't. Uh, it see really it. will. Hmm. No, but there's a spoon cut fork in this copy, and a producer <laughs> that ends up dead in the end. <laughs> really? I don't. You can buy some other why. mower, but before you do, do yourself a favor. Find a hustler dealer and just go test drive a hustler uh, hustler turf mower it, it, they're fantastic go to hustlerturf.com hustlerturf.com cut with a spoon style <laughs> forks You'll the glenn back program so the 15 dollar minimum wage is is out of the uh, covid bill it was in the covid bill <laughs> There's so much in that bill. It was in the COVID bill, uh, but the parliamentarian said, you can't do that. Right. I mean, it's revenge of the nerds. (laughs) You blatantly can't force through a minimum wage increase through reconciliation. That is just that's not a thing. I think they knew it wasn't a thing. They decided to give it a shot and they can now blame the parliamentarian for not getting it in. But they're going to try to get some hike in this. Uh, Guys, I don't think, uh, you know, you can do that. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but like how what is the percentage of workers that make the minimum wage? What is the percent? I mean, what are we talking about here? What that make the minimum wage? Make the minimum wage. Do you know the number? It's been, I'll give you a hint. It's been falling over the past few years. 10%? T- 10% would be a guess. It was 10% about in 1981. Oh my. But then it's been falling a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. 8%? It did fall below 8% in 1983. 5%? It did fall below 5% in 1987. 2%? It did fall <laughs> below 2% in 2007. 1%? It did fall between one, below what 1% is the percentage? in 2019. The actual percentage is 0.8% of, of workers make the minimum wage. You or below, got, like so. I guess like that means like maybe like illegal immigrants slaves. who aren't getting paid, yeah, know, getting the minimum wage. Zero point eight percent make this. And again, those this is people the are, biggest thing oh, it's in the scale. in the world. And by the way, in that time, if you look at 
the entire time in there, they've been complaining, oh, they haven't raised the minimum wage in all of this time. And it's, it's only $7.25. It's, it's been that way for many, many years now. However, the entire time it's been at $7.25 an hour, the median wage has gone up and up and up and up and up. Why? Why? you have to. Right. Why would these evil corporations, all they want to do is pay their workers nothing. Why do they keep raising this over and over and over and over because and over again? it's the free market. Yeah. Because they have to compete. So you what is the average wage. wage for people who are are working a wage? Um, I have clicked on at this time okay. median wage, which, yes. as, you, as I know, you know, is, yeah. is a little different than average. However, yes. the average is much higher than this. But currently, the average wage is fifteen dollars and thirty five cents, fifteen dollars thirty five cents an hour. So again, they're already over the yeah the one that the, the area they want to raise it mm -hmm. to now that's the median the average is up over twenty dollars an hour uh now but still it's not even close right and it's gone up and consistently up regardless of the change no minimum wage changed in all this time and it keeps going up and up and up and up and up i wonder why and i wonder why they just don't tie a minimum wage to inflation tied to the cost of living why they not could. Because they need the argument, you need us, or they're bad. They set you on fire. You starve. You need us. Ugh. Ah. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs>